0: Well, what's interesting to me is when 9/11 happened, and it was the Muslim attack from, you know, it was like we could find this as a terrorist Muslim attack. You know, the, the the government had said that, which it was, and I'm not saying it isn't. But the community that we live in here in the United States is not educated on who is who and what is what person is what. Yeah, and there were a lot of Sikh people who died from attacks by individuals not knowing they're not Muslim. Just because you wear a turban and beard doesn't mean you're the same religion or background. First of all, we shouldn't be attacking anyone, but we're not educated because we don't have our leaders in our community coming out and speaking. This time, we had the community leaders come out. And what really hurt when I was listening to the media and I was listening to this, and I have some of these are my friends who came out, the Sikh coalition, um, Professor Jesse Singh, who is a Sikh expert. There's this question consistently asked is like, so who is a Sikh and what is a Sikh? What are you talking about? We've been here since like the 40s. Like now you're asking us who we are, you know, like, or who is an Asian American? Who is a Chinese person? Who? America is a melting pot.
1: You're listening to the Empowered Woman, badass and unfiltered podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment and personal development, showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Child psychiatrist, Dr. Zabina, aka Dr. Z, is a diversity and inclusion expert and entrepreneur. Her work educates families and schools fostering future generations of our true global society based on the belief that cultural differences unite us rather than divide us. Dr. Z creates engaging resources that make understanding diversity and inclusion simple for everyone. She, in this podcast episode, we talk so much about how she started her business in 2019 and how it's
0: flourished
1: in 2020. And we also talk the real side of entrepreneurship and being a mother and juggling it all. And we do talk about race and diversity and how to make true solutions happen for the betterment of our society. She's been featured on ABC's Good Morning America, Red Tricycle, Pop Sugar, plenty of other places as well. And I'm just honored to have her as a guest. You're really going to enjoy this listen. Her links can be found in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Z. I just want to go into what made you start your business back. I know the idea came up in 2019 and it kind of took off from there. And I'm just, I'm so excited for the listeners to hear what you have to say.
0: So, Thank you first for having me on, Olivia. I appreciate it so much. And I love what you do. Um, so 2019, I, have, I had two kids by then. Um, they were in preschool. And um, I was not practicing um, child psychiatry or I was not in hospital administration. I was raising my kids. And I said, you know, I want to get involved in their school. I wanna, I'm going to be that PTA parent. I'm going to go in and I'm going to do everything that I can to work with my kids because I, I had my children late and I really wanted to be involved in their lives. So what I decided was I'm going to get involved in the parents' programs, I'm going to get involved in their classrooms, and I started noticing, and, and they had a great school, um, it was a private preschool, I mean, there's only private preschools in, in California, so we decided that we were going to put them in the school, and, you know, I started talking to the parents, getting to know the different cultures they were from, and I started noticing we all become, we come from really diverse backgrounds and being that I'm a physician and I'm educated and there were all these educated parents I was like why do we not know each other like we know each other but we don't really know each other and how am I going to explain to my children that this one this child is Asian or what type of Asian or this one's from Russia or the UK and there's so much culture in every country in the world that I didn't have knowledge about either. So I wanted my kids to be more globally known and understood and you know, we weren't like traveling yet because they were young and I wanted to make sure I could start introducing them. And language. Because I spoke Punjabi and Hindi at home, and we spoke English, and then we have our Thea who speaks Spanish, and she's from Guatemala, and I really involved her in our lives, like even to this day. I think my kids probably speak better Spanish than they do Hindi and Punjabi, which is really sad, but they do, and I'm trying. But, but that was one of the reasons why. And then it also went back to my mom. So I grew up in Southern California, born and raised, SoCal girl. I'm Sikh Punjabi, I was raised in a very culturally Indian home, religiously, we wear turbans, we don't, you know, I grew up not cutting my hair, there was a lot of religious beliefs in our house. Now, my dad went to undergrad and grad school here in in California, so he came when he was 18 years old, so he had that, he had the both sides of it too, and that was in the 50s and 60s, we're talking about when the civil rights movements was starting, so he was part of all of that, but he was a Sikh turban Punjabi man with a beard who had to cut his hair and had to shave his beard because of all of the discrimination and racism he went through. And then as I grew up and we're talking about in the eighties, you know, good old eighties, like um, I saw it, my brother saw it. We saw some major, and we lived in a diverse city, which was very Asian populated. You know, we had Chinese, Koreans, Pakistanis, Indians, Caucasians, African-Americans, there was across the board, but we still got made fun of. We had a lot against us. So my mom, who was an educator, came into our schools, and she decided, I'm going to talk to the teachers, and I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to teach my culture and my religion to all the students. And I'm a second-year-old or first-grade girl going, oh, my God, Mom, please don't come to my school. Please don't come to my school. It's going to be really bad. And she did, and she really instilled within these students that we're actually more similar than we're different and that has stayed with me my whole life and one of the missions in kids came from was that i want to teach everybody in the world not only children that we're yes we are different but we're actually more similar than we are different and our differences don't separate us they're unique we're unique with our differences and and we need to come together we need to belong to each other as a community unified in love and acceptance and kindness and that's really where in kids was evolved from my own children and my mom who did this with me. I mean, our school, like the Sowers elementary school that I went to still to this day has an international month that they celebrate each culture and religion and, and talk about it and involve parents and food and dances. And it's so amazing when one little thing turned into such a beautiful thing at that school. And I want to do that with the whole country. And that's where In Kids was evolved from. So we started 2019 with the concept and idea. I took it to my husband who, you know, he calls me idea queen. <laughs> this was like the first one. He was like, oh, my God, this is actually great. Yes, we can do this. And I was like, really? We can do this? <laughs> he was like, yes, we can do this. So I came up with the concept. I had some friends. We sat around. And I used to say mom sit around with a glass of wine and they can come up with some great ideas. And I brought it to my friends who are all from diverse backgrounds. And they actually were like, "Yes, you need to do this." And being a child psych, it helped because I understood what children at the young preschool, elementary school age, you know, before the preteens really need to develop and understand these kinds of items to learn it. So we did that, and then we launched in 2020, pre pre-pan- right pre-pandemic, literally in the March. We had some technical difficulties. I like to say so. We relaunched in June, and we're going to be a year old this year in June, and. You know, I, I, I'm i blessed by God in the universe that has really given us this ability to go out there in the country and, and teach people. And, and they're accepting us with open arms.
1: Talk about a few of the places that you've been featured since you started this <laughs> business. Like, I just want to, because, like, I, I want, I need a dinger, you know, to be like, badass award goes to, because, like, Dr. Z is such a badass. Like, I'm just... like there were so many different nuggets that I took from what you were saying that I want to piggyback off of, but I first want to continue to shine some light on you because yes, you have been featured on at some phenomenal places considering you just started your business. Like that's so cool.
0: Like I said, I think, I think, you know, um, I'm a true believer in the universe and, and, and the higher being, you know, looking after us and, and actually saying, okay, this is your time. You know, you don't, you don't come into the thinking like, oh, we're going to be famous and we're going to be celebrities. I came into this with a mission. And I still am passionate about my mission, and it really is all about that. And, and yes, we have been blessed enough to be featured on some amazing platforms: um, Parenting Magazine, uh, Today's Parents. Um, I, I, I mean, I can go on. At ABC Ten, Chicago Thirty Two. Personally, I am now a DEI expert, which I go out into the media and news. And the biggest one, which you know, I have, I have a lot of people to thank for that. Was Good Morning America, GMA Three. And when we actually found out about that, we were like, okay, this is like another product placement because we've done a lot of those, like NBC10, a lot of great product placements because they loved our boxes. But this GMA one for Black History Month, because our America box was the award-winning box that we have, um, they not only featured our box, but they featured what we were on a mission to do. And that was the turnaround point for us um, early this year in 2021. And I think that showed people we're not just a company. We are a mission-driven company looking to create something that is for the next generation with the parents of this generation and the academics and the teachers and anybody raising a child or anybody who wants a child to be a global citizen of the world tomorrow or anybody who just wants to raise an empathetic, kind individual. And they saw that and they really did give us an amazing feature, which I I don't understand media until recently, but supposedly I got these phone calls like, you don't understand. They don't give you all that time. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I also have to tell you the story when it was aired, the, my mother-in-law wasn't well and I live next door to my in-laws because, um, you know, we're just all about taking care of everybody, my husband and I. And um, I went next door because she wasn't feeling well and I needed to go check on her. You know, I'm still physically I can I can handle patients, too. So but I, I don't right now. But um, so I went to go check on her and I was talking to my husband and my brother-in-law like we need to like probably get her blood work done. And all of a sudden my phone was going off the hook. So it's about nine o'clock. PST, which is probably about 12 o'clock EST at that point, which I didn't realize it aired on the East Coast first. And all of a sudden, so our customer service lines, they go on and if they're overwhelmed, it comes to my cell phone. And all of a sudden my phone is ringing off the hook and I'm like, what is going on? And so I wanted to go to voicemail because I was handling with my mother-in-law and I'm all of a sudden checking these messages and I'm calling my chief operating officer. I'm calling my chief education officer. I'm like, guys, what is going on? And they're like, pick up your phone. You have customers calling you. I had the most, I literally cried for like 20 minutes because people were calling saying, thank you for doing this. And I didn't realize what a difference I was making. I was just doing something because I was like, I want my kids to learn this, you know? I want, I want, and I, and it, was, it was significant because I'm like, this drove me to say, okay, there's more we need to do. It's not just this now. We need to create products. We need to create toys. We created the Stop Hate campaign, which we're, we just pre-launched and we're going to do a big launch in July at the, at, the end of the, at the beginning of the summer, which is all about teaching kids about end hate. Stop hate. Words matter, and you know it. Just it, it drove me more, and I literally didn't see the GMA thing till the evening of that day because I didn't have a moment to sit down and watch it. My husband watched it. My mom watched it. I got all these phone calls, and I also don't like to listen and watch myself again on TV and uh, in podcasts because I have this weird thing. I just I, I don't I don't know why, but everyone's like you should listen to yourself, and I saw it, and I was like, wow, they really. Understood what we were doing, and and, and I, I I thank them for that. I thank Good Morning America, I thank GMA three because they took what our passion was at In Kids, and what I want the world to really look at, and they drove us. So, so this is not the only thing going to happen. We are blessed to say there are a lot of great things on the horizon, um, media wise, as well as you know we're doing we're working with a lot of people and brands, but. Yeah, it's only been, it's going to be a year in June. What, today's April 22nd? So, so we're very excited. I'm, I pray every day that I make a little bit of a difference in somebody's life. And if I can just do that little bit, I've done something. Again, I can't change everybody, I can't change their minds, but I can try.
1: Yeah, I like, I love that so much. <laughs> I'm like sitting here like so emotional because I could feel like <laughs> your emotion so much with how you, That's like the downside of being an empath. I'm like, not even lying. Like, it's just like, oh my God, I'm so into this. I'm so like, like, you know,
0: but (laughs) I'm an empath too. My daughter is too. So I get it. Trust me. I understand that. That's
1: seriously such a a blessing. But I, I also want to know, like, have you seen the documentary, um, tales, uh, tales by light? No. No, I think, yeah, I think that's what it's called. It's okay. on Netflix. It's really okay. good. And it talks about how, you know, you could preserve, basically preserve history through pictures. And everybody, everybody's pretty much a humanitarian. They care about their own different causes and stuff like that. One was on sharks. One was on um, people from Australia mm-hmm. and the Australian natives. And it's so crazy to me how like you would never, how the media depicts what culture is versus what really culture is. You know what I'm saying? Like the reality versus the depiction.
0: Yeah. I do know exactly what you mean. And, and, and what I think we're missing within the media and is that we need more people who are thought leaders in, in different cultures and different um, uh, countries uh, within our own country who are experts in those cultures and countries and religion backgrounds to come out and say, let us really tell you who we are. And, and I'll give you an example. And I know we're not gonna be talking political, but, but w- the mass shootings that are happening, um, I'm a Sikh Punjabi woman, right? Mm-hmm. And in, um, in Indianapolis, at the FedEx center there were four Sikh individuals that were shot and killed in that thing in in that shooting and what's interesting to me is when 9-11 happened and it was the Muslim attack from you know it was like we could find this as a terrorist Muslim attack you know the, the the government had said that which it was and I'm not saying it isn't but the community that we live in here in the United States is not educated on who is who and what is, what person is what. Yeah, and we're okay. a lot of Sikh people who died from attacks by individuals not knowing they're not Muslim. Just because you wear a turban and beard doesn't mean you're the same religion or background. First of all, we shouldn't be attacking anyone, but we're not educated because we don't have our leaders in our community coming out and speaking. This time we had the community leaders come out. And what really hurt when I was listening to the media and I was listening to this, and I have some of these are my friends who came out, the Sikh coalition, um, Professor Jesse Singh, who is a Sikh expert. There's this question consistently asked is like, so who is a Sikh and what is a Sikh? What are you talking about? We've been here since like the 40s. Like now you're asking us who we are, you know, like, or who is an Asian American? Who is a Chinese person? would America is a melting pot. What's the difference between the black community? Who is an African American? Who is a Caribbean, um, uh, you know, black person? Who is a Jamaican black person? There is a diversity right in that, but the media still doesn't see that. We just clump them together.
1: You're I'm happy. so You're over the identity politics, yeah. and this is what this is what's so hard for me with what's going on right now because there's a lot of identity politics of clumping black people yes. with poor people.
0: So sad. And, and, and then the, the, and that
1: being their, their running force in Georgia, why they're taking everything away from Georgia because of their voter rights, because, Oh, it, you know, it, it disadvantages, you know, people of color. Well, the majority of people of color that are the people of color in georgia are black it does oh. not it does not Although there are a lot of very wealthy black people there <laughs> don't, okay like why i have you no the Real Housewives
0: Atlanta? <laughs> i'm like
1: i'm like so it's not black people it's poor people that would have an issue and it's not even like this wouldn't be an issue for them just in general life like like the, do you have to really be extremely poor for it to be really an issue are right. not from this country but It's, that's a whole nother thing, but we don't know the difference. We do not, we don't put enough on diversity and inclusion. And also when it comes to like thinking everybody is so different. No, you are so similar. Like I was with my friend's Um, one of them is from Panama, the country. The other one is from, she was from Mexico and the other one was from Peru. So I've got all these countries in one kitchen and we're cooking and eating and they're teaching me how to do all of the different dances from their country. And I'm sitting here realizing, I was like, so salsa, I've learned how to do salsa when I was 12 years old, but I didn't make the correlation. I was like, salsa is really just like our line dancing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you wanna know what like is American line dancing? Like you're gonna need to know this song if you go to like any like wedding or function because everybody does those things at, at those functions, right? I'm like Cupid Shuffle, there you go. That's American <laughs> line dance. <laughs> that and, and we did the electric slide too, okay. Right. But I'm just saying like this all of, but we think it's so different, you know? Right. We think right. everything is just so different and like their popular music, like, and art, artwork is such a big, regardless of you know um, income level. Art is something that you can see in history from people that didn't even have full, you know, electricity or anything like that. They still managed to do artwork and, like, yes, yeah, it's to tell
0: stories and stuff right. and record that history. Well, music, Absolutely. music, singing. If you think mm-hmm. about singing. I mean, look at all the contests that we have out there around the countries. Like there are people coming out, doesn't matter their income status, who have such beautiful voices and they sing, but they're, nobody's looking at them as like, I'm yes, the media hypes it up because they want to entertain their audiences. But, but these people have like, you know, and it's culturally accepted as like, you have a voice, you're, 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 how many of our stars here within the United States have come from different economic statuses? But they're, we appreciate them just for their voice and their music. Um, it was interesting when you go back to your point about how it's similar and different, like the Cupid dance and, and then the lion dance, right? Um, in Hindi or in, in in the Punjabi Indian language, we have Saregama Padanisa. And in the English language, we have Dora Misa Solati. And I was telling this to my girlfriend last night, and she was like, because my daughter's learning to sing. Well, I mean. Whatever, she's fine, but she's learning her thing. But I talked to her teachers and we're learning, she's learning in Hindi and she's learning in English. And I talked to both the teachers and I'm like, that's perfect because the, it, the teachers, music, they're like, oh, the, we call it sargams, but the, the you know, the Doremi me and the, the sargama are the same. There are no differences in that. It's just different words, but the inclined music, the way you say it, how you pitch your notes, it's all the same. And my girlfriend was like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> of course we don't it, know like, that because we know the language, language
1: That's the difference with like kids. Like they're able to learn it as it means the same thing. And we as adults have to like transfer, you know? Mm-hmm. So you know this,
0: you, yeah. you, you, of course you know this, but. <laughs> no, children are more inclined to it. And one of the reasons in kids was so important to me was because this is the opportunity. So we have generation what is it? X, Y, and Z? <laughs> like I'm trying to figure out which generation. I think I'm X and then there's Y and then there's Z. I don't know. But my children are generation A. Guess what? We're starting over. My opportunity was to get generation A to learn from the past, understand the present, and bring a better future. And that's what in kids is, do- is doing love that we want to make sure of that because we have the opportunity to start over again so let's do it absolutely and 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 everything that you're saying and everything we're doing is really for our children or the children of the future the children of the future to come also you know it, it, it's hard for me to feel like I am going to leave a world that I was part of when I was eight nine years old or 10 11 years old that my children will go through the same thing. Cause that
1: I I, I honestly feel like it's going to be so much better. Like I I really do. Well, aside from the, you know, there's certain, there's certain things that are going to suck for a while because we we've of what we've been through as a world, isolation, all the mental, like, mental health issues that people are really dealing with all of the loss that people really experience. And like, if they have, and they've all been brainwashed under their own ideologies and it's going to take a, and and some people are just straight up afraid of people. There's going to be a lot more freak accidents that might not even be race related, but might turn into some of those things. You know what I'm saying? Just because of people's mental states right now. So it's going to, it's going to be a couple of years because there's some overall healing that needs to really happen. But I think in the next 20, it's definitely going to be better.
0: Oh, hundred percent. And I'll tell you, I'm going to work towards it. It doesn't make a difference, when I, I, am an, I, am a, I am a manifester. I am a visualizer. I am a dreamer. You can say whatever you want, but I'm going to, I'm going to work with people to make sure in 20 years that it is different. That oh, absolutely, I you're gonna it. you're gonna be the reason of that.
1: I, I want you to do that. like people like you that are pushing and driving. Right, yeah, and the way you're doing it, it's your method of getting the message across too. You're not trying to really. You're trying. You're just trying to inform, yes. people, and, and you know, and you're not doing it in a harmful way. You're not being malicious towards anyone else. You know? I'm
0: trying. I'm trying also. you know, I, I make mistakes too. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. You know, I, I, I'm constantly saying words matter. Um, we need to end certain ways we speak to our children or we speak in our communities. We have to look at ourselves and relearn things again. But I'm doing that as well. I mean, I will tell you, my husband has caught me a couple of times saying, ah, you can't say that. I'm like, okay, I got it. It's human nature. We, we've been raised in certain ways that we don't want our children to do the same thing or the communities out there to do the saving. Like my mom, I will tell you, has racial discrimination. She does. And I'm gonna be really honest with you. I grew up with those. I fought those so much. I still fight them, but I don't want my children to see that in me. And, and in, I've said this before, and I will say this again, our words matter, microaggressions matter. The memes matter, the the stereotypes that we have that we have said for years matter because they turn into prejudices. Those prejudices turn into bullying and violent issues and our children see that. And that is what we have to do. So I say it starts with us, then it starts in our homes, then we do it in our communities and then we go out there and find it in the world. Because if we don't start with ourselves, well, it doesn't matter what we're going to teach our, our next generation, you know? And, and, and yes, you're right. It's, it's important because we have to look at this. And one other thing I love to say is it, and I, I love this about you is we have to be positive about it. We have to be positive that there is going to be change. And, you know, sometimes social media and the media and, and television shows and all of these things really start telling us different ideas and ideologies. And we got to look back and say, what's really the truth? Not everybody is like this. Not every police officer is bad. Not every, you know, African-American is bad. Not every Muslim person is bad or not every Asian person is bad. Yes, there are good and bad people in this world, but we got to look at the positive outlook that there is more good out there than there is bad. There is much more good out there. Then there is that. And I absolutely
1: and, and agree with that. And the crazy people are just loud. So that's why we think the world's so bad. You know, they just like the crazy people just, you know, they they're so they loud and real confident because nobody will tell them they're wrong. And if they if they do, then they will let you know how right they are. So I
0: but I guess I've been told I'm really loud too. So I'm, just, I'm not one of the crazy, ones. I'm just loud because I'm passionate and I'm like, listen to me. That's all I'm trying to tell my husband's like my son got my voice. He, I have two tones, loud and louder. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just sometimes I get loud because I'm like, he's quiet. There's more to this than you're really thinking, you know. And and, and and my whole mission in life is to make sure the people who can't speak for themselves are speaking. Whether it's a woman or it's a child or it's a a group of diverse community. Um, and it doesn't have to be my community, it could be any community that needs to be spoken for, or needs a voice. And that's what I'm out here to do. I'm going to be on those platforms. I'm going to speak for us as women. I'm going to speak for uh, all of our children. I am going to go out there and make sure in the next five years, I'm on every platform, whether it is, is it speaking and, and live on television, because it's going to be like everyone needs someone to have a voice. And I will make sure I can be that voice for those people.
1: I love that you were able to turn your passion into a business like that. Like, like that is just serious. Like, because then you can just go and really live that life. Like that, your it's goals. I have very similar goals to yours. Like, I have TEDx on my vision board, and it's stay that vision board is staying up there until I get it. Like, I um I definitely want to write a few books too. And it's like, but I love that with you, it's like yours is really such a passion because you're the, you're going to get to those places because you're going to do the work that it takes because you're so passionate about it. A lot of people would not have the same type of drive while having two young children, you know, and it's a balance. also. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you are over here doing this thing with Grace and able to like still like, you know
0: enjoy life. So, well, I'm, I don't know about enjoying life, but I'm trying, I am trying to balance it. Um, it is hard work. Um, I, I, I'm trying not to give up things with my family and and, and, and it's hard and, you know, I have to give up things that I, I don't want to, but it was, it was a difficult year. I mean, I think for every parent, it was a difficult year where we were dealing with kids at home, trying to work, whether we were doing our own business or our own career, you know, and for women, especially We're not acknowledged for the fact that there was a lot we had to do. You know, I'm not the income source right now in my home, but you know, my husband and I are equal partners in things. um, And we had to recognize that, that I needed help. I couldn't do it. And he's very passionate to push me. And I, you know, a lot of women don't have, you know they say behind every successful man, there is a woman but behind me, there's a man. I'm successful because of my husband and without my husband I would not be standing here today because he is, he is my, he's my thought leader. <laughs> he's my source of, okay, which, which direction are we going in? Sometimes he's like, okay, you're in the wrong direction. And I'm like, no, I'm going to fight you on it until I get it right. But you know, you have to have your circle of people around you. And, and I have that. I have some amazing friends who will steer me in the right direction, but there's a balance. I love my kids. Like, I'll tell you after this, I'm literally shutting down because I was out yesterday and my daughter is like, I need you mom. She's fine. She needs me. I'm going to be her mom. And then when they go to sleep, I'll go back to work. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do what I can to balance. And we all are, you know? Yeah. There's no uh perfect way to this, you know, no.
1: because there, there is none, but I agree with you. Like my husband I love him so much and I understand how you feel. And girl, it is a blessing. Like let your husband be gone into play. You'll realize just what you have. You know what I'm saying? And you'll appreciate it so much more, even when because you will be stubborn. I'm I'm really stubborn like you too. I am. Like when I know I'm doing something, I'm doing it. Yeah. But then sometimes they're right. Yeah. But you know. You know. <laughs> You know, it's a process. I, I,
0: I, I, he knows he's right. He he knows I know he's right. But I'm like, I don't want to say he's right. <laughs> Wait a day or two. He'll listen to this and he'll be like, see, I knew you knew me, but I was right. I'm like, yes, I do. I, I know that. Um, Yeah, you know, the, the point in all of what we're trying to do and to balance our lives also, look, I have a very great girlfriend who has an amazing brand. And her line in life is balance is bullshit. You can't do it all. Sometimes you just can't. And you focus on the things that you have to focus on. And then guess what? You ask for help. And you bring in the people who can help you with your business, who can help you with you know, your goals, who can give you the ability to focus on what you have to focus on. and that's what I've had to do. you know I, I like to say sometimes you know, in kids is mine. But it's not only mine. I have a team of people now who, without them, I couldn't be doing these podcasts. I couldn't be going out there and doing speaking opportunities. I couldn't be on the media because it's hard. You can't do it all, um, or I wouldn't be here. So I mean, and then and then handle the family and kids and and in laws and your own parents, you know, because you it's it's not difficult. And and I like to say, you know, I. I started as a solo entrepreneur, you know, I was a solo I was a mama but you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a speaker, I'm, you know, a, a DEI expert. And and like you, I, I have an aspiration to be an author, you know, and, and I'm working to that. But to do all these things, I'm not gonna be able to do it until I have help. And you have to have help and you have to ask for it too.
1: I absolutely agree with that. I learned that real early. So when I was 19 years old, I got a reality check in the face because my first like serving job was at a Waffle House working third shift with a bunch of older women like that were in their forties and I was 19. So I worked with them. I learned a lot from them. Um, I like when I... I learned how to grow really tough skin and everything and I also learned that their advice is usually right. Mm-hmm. So, um one of the things is you you cannot do it all. I definitely don't wear that superwoman cape like um no. I will definitely ask for help yeah. for so many things because Why should we have to do it all? Like, does it, you know, is it not, are we not enough if we don't do everything?
0: No, we can't do everything.
1: We have to be ourselves, you know?
0: Yeah. And, 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 and there's a lot of things that I have, like, you know, I have like priority lists and I'm I'm constantly doing it, but you know, recently I had to give up something that I loved. I was part of a women's organization for South Asian women. I was a founding member that merged from another organization to another one. And it just was too much on my plate and I'll support them and I'll be part of it and whenever they need me I'll be there but I had to get rid of it I mean not' get rid of it but I had to remove myself yeah. from it because I just didn't have the time limit I just didn't have it and and there's a lot that is gonna happen within the next six months and next year and I couldn't commit to it and and, and it was taking away from one thing that I really wanted to be with which is my family my husband who like I'm saying is so supportive he's like, uh, okay, now it's a little too much. <laughs> you need to like be with us too, you know. My nights were doing my my social work and, and my work with them. And then my weekends were taken up by them. And he's like, I I have to take something off my plate. And I didn't want to, because you're always involved in things and personality-wise, I want to do it, but I couldn't do it. You know, and and in kids is my my baby, you know, I call it my fourth baby. I got I got Bruno, my dog, I got Amara, I got Zane, and then I have kids. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, and then now it's it's all these speaking opportunities that I'm doing and which are, which is aligned within kids because it's the same part of it, but it takes work. It takes yeah. time. And so it, it was, it was hard for me, but that's part of the balance. I, I definitely, yeah, because there's
1: sacrifice to get where, and it's just, I understand that that difficulty of that too like I'm sorry that you had to give that up because it is your
0: social time, huh that's like your social time to like it is it is and and and, then the women part of that group were my friends I mean they're still my friends but right it's 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 a little difficult because you're on a day-to-day with them and now it's the difference of like not being part of it and you're you're literally removing yourself from something you know and and you commit to it and if anybody knows me they know that I'm the most loyal person i'm a leo like loyalty runs in my blood and so i'm a leo too yeah it was really hard you know and 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 it just happened that's life right so it, it, they're never going to be apart from me but i can't be a physical member or a a you know a board member or anything until I have to get all this other stuff done, and things always come full circle. So I believe that too very much. You never know; I might go back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a temporary thing. It's just the time right now. What you got to do for the current move you're making. I understand that. That's well. That's how I look at those things, like those sacrifices that we make. It's never forever.
0: Like No, 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 no. There's never. There's a what is it? Never say never. Cause you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I'm not a big person on absolutes, but right. I do want to ask you, since you hinted at, you know, this year, what are some
0: things that are coming up for your, uh, in kids? So we, um, I told you we're going to be one year in June, we're launching our mascot, which is coming out. in. June. we just launched our Jamaica box And the Jamaica box is out and and ready to purchase. Well, remember, you can purchase any of our boxes at any time. You can do a bi-monthly. You can do a subscription. Um, Jamaica just came out. So we're doing a lot of work with Jamaica. Our parent ambassador actually lives in Jamaica. So it's really cool. We're going to be doing lives with her and, you know, talking to her. Um, She was here in the United States and then they moved back during the pandemic. Um, And she raised her kids in both countries, which was amazing, you know. And then I... Like I said, at the same time in June, we're going to be launching our mascot, which um, is going to be traveling with the children to every country. So you have now a mascot and I, I don't want to reveal it yet, um, but it's going to be so cute. And it's, we're going to have a contest for it also. So the kids can name him or her. I don't care what you want to call it, but I don't know what it is. It's a him or her, but but it's, it is an animal. So it's, that's the best part of it. Um, And then also our boxes are actually going to be um, changing a little bit. We are going to create culture more. And it's really interesting because we just talked about music and art. So we tried to teach culture, tradition, one country at a time. We're going to take it a little bit further. And now we're going to start teaching within that country because there's so much tradition in every country. Mm -hmm. So our boxes are going to be repeated a lot, you know. But we're going to take a country and we're going to say, let's talk about the art of the country. Okay. Let's talk about the music of the country and really focus on that box with just that stuff and specify it. So it, 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 geography is always part of it, but it's really going into that culture. Um, let's talk about the history of the, 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 monarchy of that country. What does that mean? You know, what does monarchy mean to kids? You know, well, what is, We're not explaining political arenas, we're talking about history and education. And so we're going to be, we're going to be changing a little bit of that. And we're going to see a little more of specificity of a tradition. You know, we're still going to talk about what kids do. We're still going to be talking about, you know, talking to authors. We're going to be doing a lot more lives with different diverse books, not the books that are only in our boxes. We're going to be bringing out so many authors. Um, and it's actually going to be starting in May. I'm going to be doing a lot of lives and interviews with authors of different diverse books, people that don't even know about them. I'm I'm constantly collecting books for my kids. So I'm Always looking for new authors and authors who don't have a name yet, you know. And there are so many books out there that our children can learn. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of live speaking opportunities, um, specifically for women empowerment, for DEI. I'm going to be out there. Um, things are in the works right now, and. And, and, you know, it's just, um, we're going to come out with 2022 is going to come out with a lot of more product lines for in kids. You will see specific toys, specific books that are going to be branded by in kids and just getting your playrooms diverse. You know, it's not going to be, you know, just American toys they are going to be, you know, South Asian toys there are going to be, um, UK toys. There's going to be toys that you see other children in other countries play with.
1: How big do you, uh, what's, what's your end goal? I'm now I'm really serious because like the way you're talking about this and I'm envisioning it and I'm like, wow, this is massive. This is like scaling so crazy.
0: I I gotta tell you, everyone brings me back in my team because the list is long. Okay. And and they're scaling me. My team is always like, Hey, one thing at a time. (laughs) I, I talk big picture, but that's just how I am. Um, I don't have an end goal yet. To be totally honest with you, I personally will keep doing this till I die okay. or till I can't. Physically, I can't do it. You know, I'm going to keep going. And one of the biggest reasons is, and we did actually an interesting clubhouse today with um, a bunch of moms who are working moms, career moms in, any, in many fields, is that I had an opportunity this year to show my children what I do. Because they weren't home. They didn't know what mom was doing. It was mom was, they were at school and mom. And my daughter recognized what I was doing and understood what I was doing and came to me and said, mom, I want to help the world like you do. That right there was like, I'm, I did something right. Because she knows there's something my mom's doing to make a difference for other people. And she said those words to me and I recorded it because I was like, girl, you got to say this on camera because I got to like have this for your dad. (laughs) And so she said it and I I I hugged her and I said, "Okay, all the work that I'm doing is 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 now making that difference. So maybe she'll take it over. I don't know. You know, my husband is a CPA and a financial guy. He has different plans (laughs) for the company, but. I'm Indian. We like family businesses. We got like to keep it going, you know, and, and it may not, I don't know, but, but what in kids mission is that will last forever. There is always a child out there. There is always a human being out there that needs to understand that we have to live with acceptance of one another. And so that mission will never die. So that. End goal? I i
1: don't think there's yeah, no, there's, there's I no, like, nothing. Well, and I understand that. I guess I should have phrased it differently because I just meant more so for the business, like, you know, what are you thinking? Because, you know, I, just, but that's tr- totally fair. You know, the sky's the limit is how you're seeing it. You're just going to keep doing what you think is best and keep moving the way and wherever it leads you because you're just, you're on a mission and the universe is your guide. So you're right. That with the, in the, in the path of less, of least resistance.
0: Right. And the universe will guide me. He'll tell me like, she will tell me, or, you know, the, the higher beings will tell me, my angels will tell me, this is where you have to go. And, And it all happens in its own way. We see tough times in life because there's a reason for it. We don't see it when we're going through those tough situations, but once that tough situation is done and you see, Oh, Look for the sign in that because I have been through so much in my life that, you know, one day my husband says, I'm going to write a memoir and people are going to actually be inspired to say, you can walk through anything and actually still get through it. Because if I write my childhood story to my teenage years, to my medical school years, to my twenties and thirties, I have seen everything that I've had to go through to actually come out to where I am today. And even today, I will say, I still go through some tough times, but I always look for what is that sign that, that, that higher being the universe is giving me. And there always is one, you guys, there's always one. You just, we have to look for those signs, whether it's just in the morning, going outside and reading a book with your cup of coffee or your cup of chai. Or it's, it's waking up at five o'clock and, and saying, I'm going to exercise, meditate and journal, done. It's a sign because that was what you had to commit to and you did it, because you're gonna find something in there. And, and, and the, the universe will tell me my sign. When is my end? And to hand over whatever I'm doing to the next generation. Really, that's I think probably gonna be the end goal. Really, I think if that's what you're looking for, it will be when that next generation person comes in and says, okay, You can take your break now. Let us take over from now. (laughs)
1: I like that. I like that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Z. Oh, you're very welcome. And sharing so much about your business, your passion. No, your passion that has turned into a business that will continue to go on until your time is up. Mm Mm-hmm. Until the universe says your time is up. I-,
0: I do want to say one thing. Anybody who's listening, who's looking to look for in kids and just our boxes, our, our products, our toys, our stop hate campaign that we are collaborating with some amazing brands to get the word out there to teach our children about end hate and stop hate. You know, um, please go to www. In kids, and that's with the Z like Dr. Z, in kidsco.com. You can find us on our social media channels, which is in kids co. Um, so it's I n k I D Z Co and just check us out. Don't buy anything and just say, hey, we want to go on our newsletter because we have resources all the time. We have free resources all the time on our website. So um, you know, I I I want to help and make sure we can get to every single home that has a child, something to help them to teach their children about being in kid. Let's be in kids. Let's be cool kids. Let's be empathetic. Let's be kind to one another. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the empowered woman, badass and unfiltered podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing.